Hey everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday true car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, hey guys, how you doing tonight on this Fine Sunday evening, we are about to recap Shark Tank Season 6, Episode 4. I'm your host, Step Z, and tonight, who do I got with me? Ah, Cameron Lewis. What's going on, Steph? I'm really excited you're here, Cameron. I'm excited I'm here. We're really excited that you guys leave comments and stuff. We will next week have Phil back with us, and we might be getting an addition. We're trying to keep a full panel here, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Sunday nights are a little bit tough. A new shark. I think we might have a new shark. Yeah. We're like baby sharks. Little We're baby. like dolphins <laughs> or hammerheads. <laughs> hammerheads. Hammerheads. Hammer, hammerheads. All right. Well, oh my gosh. I mean, overall opinions of this episode, what'd you think? I was shocked. Shocked. I was amazed. I lost 15 pounds. While watching the episode, I don't know. I thought that there were some pretty good inventions, but there were two of them in specific where I was like, I don't think that there's a real big need for this or a want or yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. I kind of didn't really have an aha. Like I feel like most episodes I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Right. And this episode I was like, okay, like I could see how that might make money, but the world will be the same without it. Right. <laughs> Literally nobody would know if that didn't exist. Like, and I nobody don't think would people would think it would exist. Right, exactly. Speaking of, let's uh, start off with the fun cakes. Mother Son, which we saw a couple of, you know, family-related businesses, which I'm a big fan of. Me, yeah. for my ideal world, my ideal family, like, I would love to have a family business. You work a lot, you work hard, you play hard. So yeah. I, I like these family combinations that are coming up. So we got Mother, Son. Kimberly and Corai. Corai. With the fun cakes. Fun cakes. Uh, and they're seeking $285,000 for 25% of their company. Yeah. Which I believe is a $1.1 $1. 1 value, which... 
I don't think they succeed in showing us that it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, uh, so what this is, is a, a fake cake. You know it's what's a so styrofoam funny? cake that's iced, right? Yes, and and in the back you have a section where you could actually cut a few pieces right. of cake, and then you could, which I get, I totally get it. Like wedding cakes are expensive. Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle of a wedding cake is for that picture of cutting that one cake where you got both hands on the cake, you cut the slice. Boom. Then they take the cake away and they cut it up. And I think you're supposed to like keep the top of the cake for a year and then yeah, eat and it or eat whatever. One year anniversary. So I totally understand the concept of foam iced cake that you rent. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, for all of the things that you could cheap out on in a wedding, this just doesn't seem like one that, I don't know, like if anything, I would have a friend bake it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would I would go that kind of route to get a styrofoam cake. And the other thing is too, like you have to get one of the ones. I assume what it sounded like that's already designed. So you kind of got to have to find one that goes with your theme. Yeah, they had a set. I think they had like 150 of them. Yeah, and you have to like kind of just pick. Which for me, not only that, and I'm so that girl that like when I get married, I want fireworks. It's the only thing I want. You want fireworks? I could could get married outside this door if there was fireworks for me. Happy. That's the only (laughs) thing I want. Everything else, I know a lot of people have. They need this. They need that. They need this. So I like I get the whole thing. But I would never want something like I wouldn't want the same exact fireworks show that someone else got. Right? Why no, would that's you the want whole the same freaking cake? Right. And what happens when you spin it the wrong way and you slice into styrofoam and you eat that? I mean, then right. you embarrass yourselves at your own wedding. I mean, come well, on. I think that too because I feel like, and I could be wrong here, so go with me, people. <laughs> I oh, this is gonna be crazy. Oh, you're getting fired I up. I feel like. 60% of a wedding is for show. Yeah. Oh, At least. if not more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. 93% is yeah, what You know I what I mean? Say. It's yeah. like you don't need all the stuff. Right. It, logically, it would be a lot more sensible to spend all that money on a house, put it away at college for the kids, whatever. You spend all this money for this day to show your love, really just to show everyone else. People like invite people they don't want to invite because they feel guilty. Like the whole thing around the wedding so the one thing that everyone's focusing on for show, you're not going to want to be like, this thing's fake. Right. Like, that's a, that's a seminal part of right. what is happening. It's not like the, the streamers in the corner yeah. of the room that nobody's going to see up close anyway. No. Like, cheap out on that. Or cheap it's out like, on the don't invite pole. mom's brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, next door neighbors, Bobby's kid's dog. Because, right. like, that's two plates right. that, like, you could buy a cake. Right. So, um, all right, we know. agree. We're not, we're not. Also, the fans. name. What's fun with the cakes. name? Fun it's like cake. sweet cheeks. Yeah, it just oh, doesn't. Uh, it's it's oh, not uh, fun. No, it's, it's not, not fun. You have to give it back. What? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you give it back the Monday after your wedding. Yeah. You give it back the Monday after your wedding, or, you know, you'll get well, fined or part, something. Yeah, but that part I'm sure that the, the venue deals with. Cause, I guess. True. I, I get that it's kind of annoying. Um, but not even that. They've been doing this for seven years. Seven years. Seven years. It's like a common law marriage to failure. Yeah, and they said in the, in seven years, their sales total 150000 That's pretty low. It's terrible. That's like... 
what should be the first six months. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, I feel like there's a way to make this work. Where it's like maybe just the bottom layer you eat, or like there's some. No, I was thinking that too, or the yeah. top layer with the with the figurines on top, or something. Like one layer is fake, or I don't know. Right. And when they were talking about the, um, they did a partnership with the grocery store, two hundred chains in the Midwest or something, right. and they said uh, that they would sell the fake cake along with the sheet cake that you could yeah cut like two hundred bucks. That something. kind of made sense to me. That kind of made sense to me too, but. In the same respect, I don't think people go to the grocery store looking to buy their wedding cake, nor less looking to spend $200 on a cake. So I feel like the whole marketing, like, so many things are wrong with this. Yeah. But, you know, I give it, you know, give them credit. They're out there and standing in front of the sharks. It's definitely like a a genuinely unique idea. And the thing is, for me, I kind of love when, like, they really thought that they had a good idea and they were going to get a deal. Like, I feel like they were shocked. Yeah. They were like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, even when Lori was like, fake and cake shouldn't go together. And she didn't want her something borrowed to be the cake, which is kind of hysterical because they do the whole borrowed blue new shoe, whatever they right, do. Right, right. So I think that uh, that was a really funny, that was a very witty comment by Lori. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, overall, I enjoyed the presentation because I feel like, you know, there's nothing better for me when the sharks are just real. Yeah, I completely they're agree. They're so real this season. Not that they weren't previously, but they're so just like, you guys aren't hustling. It's, yeah, it's they're not a little bit you. more abrasive, I think. But I not think necessarily so in a bad way, because it's just honesty. Like Barbara said, you have a great idea here. I love the product. And she was one of the first ones to speak up, but she said, you're not hustlers. You're not going right. out there. Uh, you're not true right. entrepreneurs, so... Yeah, because in seven years, and I get it too. Like I understand the entrepreneur that has the idea and works on it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. Sure, so you have to do something else to pay the bills. But at some point in time, you've got to just jump in, right, and do it. Um, and they don't. So unfortunately, they don't get a deal. Um, Mr. Wonderful again was this cake causes divorce, which is just yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like you love. I mean, it was really funny. It's fake. He's just sometimes I think he has a writer. Like sitting behind him with some right. of these lines, Mister yeah, Wonderful. No, man. I think he's just that witty man. Ugh. I love him. If only, man. I wish I could be like Mister Wonderful when it comes to the banter. Yeah, you're it's getting so there. Good. You're I'm getting, getting there. there. Well, thanks. Little by little. Thanks. A little baby shark. A little baby shark. <laughs> A little hammerhead. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Was there anything else I missed about fun cakes that you want to go over, Cam? Uh, no, I don't. I think I think I'm good on the fun cakes. Yeah, it weren't so fun. No, kind of unfun cakes. Unfun, <laughs> like, unfun, not cake cakes. Yeah, fake cakes, yeah. fake fun, fake fun cake. <laughs> Yes. All right, cool. So now, next up, we have Noah and Brian. Oh, father and son. Okay. I love them. This is my favorite pitch so far this season. I agree. This is my favorite. I actually agree. You have 13-year-old Noah. Yes. Who's the one behind this business, or at least that's how they pitched it. Little Milo, who comes into the picture, too, and plays around in the box, and dad, and ah, so good. So good. And it's so true. I mean, 
I remember playing in the box of the, the toy, whatever. And oh, I have yeah. two nephews, and I'll be so excited. I'll be like, oh my God, I got the cool gift for my nephews. Right. And they like play with the box, and I'm like, I could have spent $10. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I mean, of course, you want them to still get the gift, but it's so true. And I, I was actually shocked that nothing like this exists. And I guess it does, and maybe. In a different way, yeah. Yeah. That's what saying, but. Um, so they've got the paper box pilots, mm-hmm. and they're asking for $35,000 for 25% of their company. So again, and it's not a huge company. Yeah. Um, I really like how Brian, the father, was just saying how when he was young, you know, they, they, he wound up that they were having a baby and he couldn't do the things that he wanted to. He always right. has had this entrepreneurial spirit and he wanted to teach his kids not to fear that and kind of go for it. And I like those stories because I do. I feel like your parents and their work ethic for lack of a better way of saying it is is really something that also is handed down generation to generation oh absolutely yeah Yeah. i completely agree and just hearing him say you know it had to be a choice between the guarantee of being able to support my kids or going for uh the entrepreneurial lifestyle that was such a powerful story when he talked about that right and saying that he wanted to allow his son to have that opportunity and I don't know. I just love this group of uh, of family. I, it's great. I think is this the first kid uh pitch we've had this season? I think so. I could look back and check, but I believe so. There's been other kids. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And I and even Barbara mentioned she had um I know that we had an update for the Ryan's Barkery and it's turned mm-hmm. to like Ryan's Ruffery or something. So yeah. maybe that's what I'm thinking about, but I don't think there has been a kid pitching. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, but it is, it's, it's this kid, man, this kid has it together. I know. Sharp as a knife. I was really happy that the dad allowed him to do most of the pitch instead of saying, this is kind of my idea. And then dad really taking the whole thing over. I mean, he had to be there for help occasionally, but yeah. I was happy you kind of let him go for it because it was his idea. Yeah. And I wonder if there was any editing involved when he made the decision, but it kind of looks like there wasn't. And that's, I again, I kind of, I give it up to the dad for being so like, this happy. is your choice. Because the thing is, it's choosing him. It's teaching him to choose. If the dad would have chose and it wouldn't have worked out, or if it would have worked out, both scenarios would have been like, my dad still did this for me. Right. You know, now with this scenario, he's like, this is what I chose. So if it works out, cool. If it doesn't, I have to figure something else out. Right. And I mean, for something like this, I feel like it's going to work out. I feel like, you know, there was a few things that everybody wanted to see an option for the box to be included. Yeah. Um, which I think that they'll fix. They'll market that yeah. differently. And, and that will be, you know, that problem will be solved. But again here, it's, you know, it's a seven ninety nine. For the stickers. Yeah. And apparently the people that do sell it with the box is like four to six times more expensive. So if they can find that sweet spot in the middle to sell the stickers and the box or a colored box. Right. I, I really like the I was thinking about box. the color box too because that was my first concern whenever they showed the box with the stickers was what happens when you have a normal beige looking box. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> the side up, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, I think the colored box is a pretty good way to go. Yeah, it would have been really interesting idea. if they had one of those this side up and the stickers kind of coincided with things that are That's on a normal true. box. Ooh. Write that down. There you go, Noah and Brian. I, I hope feel you're like watching. <laughs> little baby sharks. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those businesses where they're not going to get filthy rich off of it, but it's going to be sustainable and they're going to be able to go 
a decent length with it. You know what I mean? With the I deal agree. that they took. Although, you know, in getting to it, so Mr. Wonderful offers him $35,000 for 50%. Yeah. Which, you know, I kind of think is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, they only did $7,500 worth of sales. Yeah. But still, they only started, they started the whole concept, I think, eight months prior to being on the show. Yeah. Um, Robert offered them 35% for... Thirty-five percent. No, no, that was Barbara. Barbara offered him thirty-five thousand dollars for thirty-five percent, and Robert matched Mister Wonderful. Yeah, and then Robert changed his from fifty up to fifty thousand for fifty percent. So it was better than Mister Wonderful. But um, you know, Noah takes Mister Wonderful. Crazy. I I think if I was in Noah's shoes, I probably would have done the same thing. I agree. I, I agree that I would have wanted to do the same thing, but I, I, I give him credit for knowing to do the same thing. Oh, he knew. and that's yeah. that's what what you were saying earlier. If you license this out to you know the Disney box right. is the this box is like, I don't know that this will be a fifty million dollar company, but I could see million two three five. Oh yeah, like definitely. they can make a living off this if they do it right. And you know, Mister Wonderful is like the king of licensing and. You know, so I feel like that's yeah. the way that they'll try and go. I did agree with Barbara's deal uh, in the contingency part where she talked about marketing this to girls as well because there was only boys featured on the box. Because this is a totally something that could work for everybody. Right. You know, any kind of kid is into playing in a box. Right. I know one of the things that I played with as a kid was like this cement cylinder that was on our playground. We didn't like any of the other things that were there. We played in a cement cylinder. So like the boxes, the simple things, that's what they're going to go to. Right. The colored boxes. Oh. If only we all learned from the kids. It's the simple things that make us happy. The really? imagination. Yeah, it is. Mm. But no, I, I definitely think that they will market something like this to girls. I um, think so, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, they're only eight months into it. They've probably just were... You know, making something that they would use so that they could be the ones to, to, you know, test it and stuff sure. like that. So I don't, I don't even know that in their head they had the conversation of it being targeted towards boys or girls right. or whatever. So, but I think, you know, with any shark, I think that would totally happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, was there anything else that stuck out for you about the paper oh, box pilots? I don't think so. Other than like how much I love those kids. They're great. You're going to order one, aren't you? I'm going to order one. I'm going to order one and play with it. You're going to come in next week with, like, <laughs> stickers all over you. <laughs> I dare you. I'll I, do it. I, I triple dog dare you. Oh, man. It's I'm doing it. Dog. I'm doing it right now. Literally right now. Amazon Prime now. Um, all right, cool. So, yeah. So, Noah and Ryan <laughs> take the deal for Mr. Wonderful for 35000 for 50%. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I think he brings the most to the table. So cute. It was awesome. I wanted to give this kid a hug. I just when he was like uh, saying, "Oh, okay, is it? Can we uh, thank you for your offer? Can we hear the other sharks say?" It was like, "Oh my god, he's so perfect. He was. It's so good. He knew what to say. Yeah, he was. And and that just goes to show that his dad really taught him. And again, his dad didn't take over, right? But he he cared and he taught him, and you could clearly see that he looks up to his father. Yeah. Um, and his dad wasn't going like. Mr. Wonderful, I don't know. I mean, it's your decision, but I don't know. Right. It was just, yeah, okay, whatever you think. Yeah. Go for it. I like that because it's what Mark talked about last week. Sometimes you just got to jump in. Right. You know? I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. I love it, too. Um, I'm going with it. 
Okay, cool. Next, we are going to move on to the Table Jacks. Yeah. Steve in Houston, Texas, TV. with his Table Jacks. He is seeking $100,000 or 25% of his company. He says this is a solution to the common problem when you're out dining. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Steve and his Table Jacks? First of all, I love Steve. Steve is great. I love Steve. He's great. He seems to have an answer or his answer for everything, which is awesome. The table jacks, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. The only problem I saw was um, it seemed to only work for a specific kind of table. If it could work for any kind of table, I think you have a sustainable business. But right now, it only works with the restaurant tables. And it's kind of something that it's a little bit weird. How How do you market it? Who buys it? Is it the restaurant uh, owners that buy it? Is it customers that buy it and keep it on their purse and put it on the table themselves? I don't know. You know? No, I definitely think it's targeted towards the restaurant. Like, I would never walk around with a table jack. Right. I, I, I mean, I would. I mean, maybe That's one would fold up and swing your backpack. But, um, <laughs> no, and, and I believe the Sharks brought up some of those points. Like, why not go to the table manufacturers? Right. I think that's a great idea. Which I feel like we might see. And I feel like the technology that he has can be for any table. He just, you know, and he's right. I mean, maybe, I think he's right. But, like, probably 80% of restaurant tables have that bottom. Yeah. So I feel like for the majority, it works. Like, those are the ones that are always, like, one leg is always off kilter. Always. Yeah. And you are. You're sitting there with the sugar packets doing it, and that's that's cost. Mm-hmm. You know, and that adds up every time. If you got this thing once, done, set. Do you think they're going to sell? Do you think it's a business? I think people will buy them, yes. Yeah? I do. I think I uh, I think it's a, um, again, it kind of seemed like a Brookstone, Sky Mall, uh, I, I did so. It kind of seemed like one of those Groupon type of thing. Uh, but I can see it going. I can see it going. I think that there needs to be some kind of direction on it. But I like the idea. I mean, he, he seemed yeah. to think of a really good way to do it, too. You he know just, what? There's like, a problem, and he solved it. Right. I don't know. And when I say that it's a business, I don't know that his Table Jacks is going to be in every restaurant nationwide. Right. I feel like more and more this might spark some you know, restaurant owners and people to realize there's a solution to this problem. Right. So, and it is, it's true. It's like the cement's never even. Yeah. So there's no other real way. And the table always moves slightly. And just to be able to like tap it down while you have something in your hands for the weight. Like it seems like it really worked. I actually, I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to get a deal. I did too. No, I really thought that Lori was going to go in on it. I really thought Lori was going to go in on it. It seemed like a QVC type of thing. Yeah, where well, you could put the table and you put a glass on it and you see the glass spill over. And yeah, then you I mean, it's know. a product you can definitely demonstrate like that. And like you said, it worked really well. I mean, it was an instant. He tapped his foot on it and the table was fixed, you know? Yeah. If you had to sit there and crank on it for a second or go down and screw something, that'd be a different story. But I don't know. Steve, you know, I think you got something, man. Steve, you got something. Barbara, oh man, her comment about Uh-oh. this product was hysterical. She said, not verbatim, but pretty much she was no, yeah. like, well, I actually like the tables being uneven because that would make me bend over so that I could put sugar packets on them and then I got more tips because I got a good butt. And that's how I got my $1,000 to start my first company. I mean, brilliant, Barbara. Awesome. She's very witty. I love it. Her and Mr. Wonderful. They're up there with the witty banter. They are. They should. 
Yeah. They should do like a, a touring show. act together. So. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your business up. We'll rip you apart. <laughs> um, you know, it was so funny too. Mark, they're all witty. They really they are. Because Mark was they like, are. this is one of the two mysteries of life. The wobbly table and the missing sock. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, nobody wanted to go in a deal with him. I was very surprised. I was super shocked. And Laura said she didn't see a big market. I mean, how many restaurants are there? Yeah, I mean, and it's each not, restaurant has twenty tables. It may not be the biggest market. It may not be cell phone cases, but it's a specific market. It's a very specific market, and I think it would work for that. Right, and if you have the patent, I mean, cell phone cases. There's a bazillion different kinds, right. colors, shapes. You don't like. You need. The one. He has the patent, right? I believe so, yes. Utility patent, I think, is what he yeah, said. He has a strong utility patent. You have that, you're golden with this. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, no deal, though. Job, no deal Steve. for Steve. I was surprised by that one. Yeah. Anything else? And they only cost 15 bucks. Yeah, I mean, that was, I thought for sure, like 24 to 30 bucks or something like that. I might buy one just... If I ever have a table like that. I think that. I'm going to get that and then decorate my table with box stickers. I better see it next week. I'll do it. All right. And I'll put a fake cake on top of it. The people, You people are my witness. <laughs> I want a table jacks. It's going to happen. I want a table jacks pilot. A table jacks pilot. A table jack pilot fun cake. No fun cake. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get. Cake. I can deal without the fun cake. Um, all right, cool. And now moving on to the last... Oh. Pitch of the night, the Reviver clothing swipe. Ben and Eric. Ben and Eric wanted $150,000 for 5% of their company. $3 million valuation. I don't know how I feel about this. No matter what the business is, whenever somebody asks for that kind of money, you see everybody on the panel cringe. Myself included. It's just, right. Uh, Especially then when they ask the question, what are your sales? And they say for 10 months, $500,000. Yeah. Like if they would have said my sales were $1.2 million. Right. Different. Okay. All right. Yeah. Different. You're growing. Sweet. You've been doing it for 10 months. Sweet. I get this though. I do too. I don't buy that it... I want to know how it works. Yeah. Because I get it. Sometimes you go to a restaurant, you smell like the food. People that smoke smell terrible yeah so it's like i understand but it also looked like he didn't wipe the whole thing yeah and it smelled better so is it is it putting a fragrance on top is it taking it off it's putting it on top i believe Lori asked uh was it Lori? i think it was Lori. yeah that asked uh no it was kevin he asked if, if it uh masked the odor or got rid of it and they said it masked it but they right. said it stays on there for a while. And then when Good they said a while, it said an pinch. hour. And that was what kind of surprised me. Yeah, I thought they were going to say like a day. Yeah, or at least 12 hours. You know, enough time to right. finish your work day, get home, wash it. You know, something like that. But I, I don't know. I, um, I can see this working to some extent. I don't know if it's something I'd ever buy. Because I, I don't know. You just spray a little something on and that does the same thing, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would think it just it just seems like is it trying to be like a wet one? Right, that's what it seems you know, like. like. It yeah. seems like it's trying to be a wet one, but I can understand if it was a wet one, like stain remover, like if you spilled something on your clothes or this that. You know what I mean to to get it off right, right. away because they have all this stuff you can spray on or this whatever. But to take odor out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And at three bucks a piece is how much they cost. 
Yeah. Like, you can buy a pack of t-shirts for, like, six. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like, I could go to the 99 cent store right now and probably find three t-shirts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know who this, who their target customer is. I, I don't The thing, they, they said they're in uh, 1,200 Petco's. Oh, yeah, for the dogs. Which, that makes sense. Uh, I could see it working even better if it also doubled as a lint remover. You know, if yes. you combine the two, I like that. Then it works. I think right. you, you sell a few more. It, it that would at that point you're like improving the lint remover, and that kind of that makes sense. I think, but the, I don't know. This I feel like this could be masked with some spray or something. Or cologne, you can use a wet one. Or use a wet one. Or like rub some gum on yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> I, something like that, though. I I just don't see this no. going. I know, and you know what. So this was a very interesting pitch because apparently they've invested $2 million into this. Yeah. Okay. Because apparently their father, again, they're brothers. Ben and Eric are brothers. So we see another family one. And their father started GameStop. He's the founder of GameStop, which is a huge company. Massive. And, you know, I have to say, I don't know that I agreed with Barbara and her reasoning. Barbara pretty much was just like, I don't invest in rich kids. I thought that was very um somebody did, somebody heard her one day. Somebody right, but then if her. you see Kevin, I think it was Kevin said to her then pretty much you're saying that your kids aren't going to be worthy of working hard. Right. Because you know what I mean? Cuz yeah. because she has all this money uh and, and she didn't answer that. If you see, she did not answer. She yeah. had no answer to that. I mean, I understand where she was coming from. I get it. But I get it too. You don't want to you don't want to work with kids that get everything handed to them. But clearly, I, I mean, I don't, I just, these two guys didn't resonate to me as those two kids that they, like, no. they didn't come in and say it. They, I mean, I get that they were saying that they have a technology and they don't. Right, right. They don't. And that's something that uh, Mark talked about. You know, he also said if it's a successful product, it's going to be successful. If it's not, it's not. It doesn't matter who you are. Or who your father is. Or who your father right. is. And, you know, like, yeah, he founded GameStop, but I don't know that he knows much about the clothing swipe industry. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I agree with you about Barbara's comment, I think. it's It was just a little bit left field for me. Yeah. Um, cause it, but because the thing is, there are people that seem super cocky. And if then that was the situation, that was why they were super cocky, I would get it. Sure. But these, these guys, guys didn't, didn't seem, seem like that. that. No. Um, and then Lori was like, I don't care who your dad is. When I walked in, I heard cha-ching. And I think <laughs> Lori is going to figure out a way to market this. To like, This is... I mean, in essence, it's a good idea. I don't think we get it. I don't think... Like, there has to be something... Yeah, I think if they added the lint remover to the equation and kind of moved away from targeting technology or whatever they're trying to target and kind of maybe go towards the travel industry and somewhere near that, because I see this as like a suitcase product, uh, something you bring along with you in the purse if you're in a pinch... You know, but where they're at right now doesn't seem to make much sense. But no, I think you're right. Lori's going to take them in the I right think, direction. Yeah, I feel like Lori's going to be able to, like, figure out what's going on and squeeze something out of it. Right. And the same thing, because they did mention that the technology, because what they could do is um, put, like, bug repellent in it, they mentioned. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I get that these wearable clothing things are happening and people are going to be able to like, you know, check their heart rate in their clothing. But the thing for me is if they can do something like that, what I didn't understand is why they don't make something in the clothing so that it just doesn't smell. Right. Because that to me is 
that seems more proprietary. Right. Yeah. So if you can make something that you go into a restaurant and it doesn't smell. Yeah. And when you come out, like to me, that would be, it's like, don't put a bandaid on the problem, fix the problem. Yeah. And if you do that and license the crap out of it to everybody that makes clothes, that's something that, else entirely. And that's like a chemical or yeah. something that, to me, that would have been more exciting. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what, did anything else stick out to you about the Reviver clothing swipes? I know we've moved pretty quickly through. I did like when they said the sniff test. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I like the sniff test. Yeah. Cause um, you, you know, we all do. We're like, is this clean or dirty? Yeah, yeah. I, I, not, not particularly. The bug repellent thing, uh, the only thing I was thinking about with that was, doesn't that kind of smell bad? So are you gonna now you not smell that. like cigarette smoke, but you're gonna smell like off? You know? Yeah. It's the odorless, it's the odorless or repelling odor that I think could be a win with this. Yeah. I do. I think so too. Because it is, it, it's just like, it's Febreze, like spray Febreze on a tissue and you've got this product. Right, I mean, right. no disrespect. No. Maybe they have something else coming, you know, through in the pipeline that I don't know about, but I right. feel like it's very, it's not something like spending two million dollars on this idea was like you could literally take a dryer sheet spray Febreze on it wipe it on your shirt right. call it a day yeah scotch tape something so- <laughs> give it a shot get some box stickers and try that you're all about the box I stickers love, I love the box all right. stickers well, so good yeah, I, I want to see him next week. Sweet. So if nothing else about the uh, Revive Clothing Swipes, we're going to go to our news tonight. Oh. We After Buzz TV News. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have an update <sighs> Oh yeah. the Screen Mend. Oh. I loved this it's product. It's such a good product. Such a good product. Ugh. And it's so easy. So for those of you that didn't see last episode, uh, last season, it's a screen repair kit and you can literally like, you cut out the shape you need, you place it like on top of it and you blow dry it and it mends to get itself together. It's Crazy. such a brilliant idea. Such a brilliant idea. Lori went in, I believe she went in for like a 50% partnership 50, yep. with them, which again, sometimes it's funny because these companies don't want to give up all this percentage but it's like man i'd rather have 50 percent of something that's making a lot of money i know than 80 percent of something that doesn't and getting these sharks giving them a little bit more percentage gets them stoked and yeah, makes it and happen if they own at least 50 percent of the company they have now a much bigger responsibility to make it a success exactly i get it I'm i get it you. i get it too um apparently after the show like two months after the show, Lori got them on QVC. Mm-hmm. They sold out of like 32,000 units that they had. Yeah. Which is crazy. It does not surprise me at all. No. And I believe before the show, they did like $4,000 worth of sales. And like right after, they did $900,000 worth of sales. Yeah. They're closing on a million dollars of sales. And they're in like Bed Bath Beyond, Lowe's, Ace, Home Depot. It's everywhere. Everywhere. I love Lori. I love her too. She gets it done. She she uh, she is kind of sleep. like the new Billy Mays to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They seem like a very Billy Mays type product. So I was happy whenever she went in on this one. Yeah, and so such a good product. No, I definitely agree with you. Um, so uh, what else, Cam? Anything else that stood well, out to you about this episode? I have a little bit of news slash gossip oh, that I want to talk to you about. And this is a little bit weird. Uh, I looked on Twitter this week. Okay, at the hashtag Shark Tank. Everybody who watched this week's episode, 
everybody was complaining about the announcer. The announcer of Shark Tank. The guy who says, Ben and Eric were coming in. At, you know, that guy? Really? People were complaining that he even exists. Why? I have no idea. I, I don't even realize he's there. I don't either. Several people on Twitter are saying things like, why is this announcer guy saying things I can read on a screen? Get lost. We all hate you, announcer guy. What? Really? I, th- oh, of all we the things, love you, announcer guy. I we know. love you. Such a pleasant voice. Like the guy that's just like, here comes Robert. And no, yeah, he, he does. He's the guy that says um, a new twist to their wedding tradition. Yes. He doesn't say it like that. He says something like that. Mm. A new twist. That guy. So everybody doesn't like that guy. Come what is on. That about? What is Man, that about? People really, people need to stop complaining. You know that Shark Tank is a good show because that is the only thing they could think of to pick apart. But not only that, like I feel like people that watch this show have a certain, you know, it's not a reality TV show. It's a show that requires right. to, you to be able to follow it. It's a little right. bit of an intelligent show, so to speak. So to be complaining about the announcer? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? I know. He gets you the information. I think we need to try and get him on here. Uh, yes. Do we know his name? Uh, Did they say? No. We're going to look. <laughs> I'm going to find out. Uh, no. So next week, you're bringing boxes, a boxes. table, jacks, stickers, uh, and the announcer. And no cake. No cake. Unless it's real cake. Then I'll bring cake. Or a Twinkie. You can oh, yeah. shove it to whatever they were like. You can, you can put shove Twinkies. three Twinkies in the back. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to do that on my wedding. Yeah. That's uh, really weird. Um, wow, poor announcer guy. I know. We love you, announcer guy. It's love all you good. So much. Um, all right, cool. Well, that wraps up our show. Unless there's any any other news and gossip you got. I think that's it. Damon's back next week. It looks like. That's yeah. About it. Sweet. All right. Well, Cam, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at the only Cam Shaft. And you guys can find me, Steph Z, at I am Steph Z on Twitter and Instagram. That's spelt with an F. Keep the comments coming. Have a great night. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.